Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. And our listeners. Welcome to another edition of Talking Trek Wars. I am Berg. I am the General, and welcome to your favorite podcast, my second favorite. Ah, kidding. Jokes. No? It's the favorite podcast I do. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, it would be kind of, kind of fucking arrogant to be like, my favorite podcast is, of course, mine. No, I have like five or six that I listen to and love. Because I have no part in it. I don't yeah. have to produce it. I don't have to edit it. I don't have to post it. I don't have to do... You just get to sit back, listen, and enjoy. Yes. Like well, you, listener. I don't know if it's sit back, listen, and enjoy all the time, or if it's like walk around, pace, and angrily yell my opinion to nobody. But well, then again... That's kind of the same thing as sit back and enjoy for you, so... Yeah, and it's no different than most people on a fucking keyboard nowadays on the internet. Oh, I see somebody's sensitive today. I don't know if it's sensitive. Salty, maybe? I don't know if it's... Yeah, salty. You're salty salty today? Or, you know, I'm like sore, you know? Mm. But not like physically sore. And not like old-timey, I'm sore as in I'm angry. I'm sore as in I'm a little... I'm a little flummoxed. Pray tell why, my good man. Well, I felt like we needed to have... Well, I didn't need, we didn't need to do this again, but we must do a second public service announcement. Okay. Do you remember what, our first public service I do. announcement? Is this brought to you by the letter R for rant? Um, <laughs> yes, here we go with the rant. One, ah, ah, ah. First point. Um... If you're watching reviews or YouTube channels and they say they have inside sources and that they have seen Picard already and give you their review of it, they're fucking lying to you. Only three major publications have people who have actually seen Picard because guess what? Much like Star Wars... They're keeping it under wraps until their premiere happens. And even then, they're under a fucking review embargo because they don't want to spoil shit. It's called an NDA. Mm Mm-hmm. And guess what? Anybody who's actually quality and worth salt are not even going to go into it. And the three sources I've seen that have actually seen the first episode, because that's all they've been given, not the entire series, the first episode, have done nothing but sing it praises. However, most initial reviews are always tend to be positive, even yeah. if the thing's crap. I remember people talking about how great uh, Batman v Superman colon the Dawn of Justice colon the case of a terrible movie uh, were all extremely early reviews were extremely positive. But those that movie was actually screened two months ahead of time. Right. You know, there's this one channel in particular. And we've actually spoken about this gentleman before who constantly has said Discovery has been canceled, according to him, three times. Which Kathleen Kennedy's been fired a dozen times. Alex Kurtzman's been fired a dozen times. And who actively supports a lawsuit which failed in court, but now he's actively shopping for his supporters to file an appeal, even though it was a year and a half case in front of the highest California court. And lost. Fun fact, Discovery was apparently just renewed for a fourth season before the third even airs. Wow. Go figure. Huh. So you think Must have been canceled real good. Yeah. So you think this guy might already have a bias and an agenda? Like, I don't know. Like, he's a crazy, angry, white, neckbeard dude who sits in there and thinks like, Oh, oh, if it's not catered to me or fits my political outlook then that means it's crap, and it's go woke, go broke, quote-unquote. What was the lawsuit about? I don't remember this. Uh, uh, um, not copyright. Um, uh, plagiarism? Um, an IP issue. IP issue, yeah. Somebody had, had developed a story for a game, a mobile game, in Europe that had similar characters to Colbert, and um, Stamets, and uh, similar ideas of a, of a tardigrade. Right. You know, be, uh, importance. Although, I don't know how you can claim that as your sole individual property right when if you go through 
scientific discourse, uh, the tardigrade is one of the only species that survived all the great cataclysms of Earth's history of all the great extinction level events, the tardigrade, because it's so it doesn't stand to reason that somebody in multiple mediums would choose to use it in their story. That'd be like me suing somebody because they used a lion in their story. Yeah. It's it's a little ridiculous. Now, the character of Stamets and Culber, okay, I can see there's some similarities. There was a blonde scientist who was gay and loved another dude. Cool. But if we look at popular media in the last five, six years, there's there's a lot of a lot of gay protagonists out there. Yeah. So anyways, it it the lawsuit failed. You know, so Whatever, and they not even not failed. He was defeated. There was no out of court settlement, which right. generally means there's some credence to it. There was nothing. Right. And this one YouTube channel, who's proclaimed the cancellation and the terribleness of all a new Star Trek, right, and Star Wars. Let me remind you, uh, is now uh, championing his Patreon people, which whatever. Uh, to help file this guy's appeal and pay for this guy's appeal. Which, if that's what you want to do, cool. But when you go on to a page, like say Facebook, that is advertising, uh, doing their big marketing push, that Picard comes out in a, yeah. two weeks, and everybody says their normal arguments, I can't afford another streaming service just for Star Trek, blah, 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 which, okay, whatever. It's... If you want the commercials, it's like seven ninety nine a month. You know, you want to pay an extra eleven dollars for two months, you get the whole season, and then cancel it. You yeah. know, that's 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 two Starbucks coffees. You yep. know, sorry if you don't want to pay for it. Cool, I get it. I had the same problem when they first announced that Star Trek was only going to be new Star Trek was going to be on CBS All Access. But guess what? I got over it. It's worth it to me. Well, and I would say. It is the trend that is occurring uh, from an economical standpoint, right? Because you look at what Disney Plus is, and Disney Plus really linchpin as its flagship, you know, series was The Mandalorian. Yeah. When CBS All Access launched, its flagship series was Disco. Now, the only difference is... I paid for a year's worth of Disney Plus because I knew Clone Wars was going to be coming out. Yeah. And within the first year, they were also were going to have season two of The Mandalorian. And there was also going to be plenty of other content that I enjoy yeah. that I can watch. Now, you know, I remember first I went, I piggybacked off of your CBS All Access account until I got my own. Right. And there's a lot of stuff off of CBS that I just watch on there now because I pay for the no commercials. So. I don't watch it off my DVR off the cable anymore. Yeah. And if I didn't, if I wasn't forced to have cable because of where we live, I actually wouldn't have cable channels. Right. I would just do the streaming service and say, screw it. Most of the stuff that's, I mean, especially as I've gotten, I stopped watching all the Arrow shows on CW. There's most shows I'm like, I just don't care anymore. They're not for me. But back to the marketing push. Now, people are on. This Facebook page advertising for Picard saying, um, you know, uh, Patrick Stewart needs to just shut up and act and quit bringing politics into Star Trek. Now, here's here's something I know most of our listeners will uh, already know. But um, when has Star Trek not been involved in allegories to current day political things? Uh, that would be never. Yeah. So the fact that people now, this whole shut up and dribble, this whole shut up and act, I don't care about your your perspective or your political stance or your personal values because they don't align with mine. Shut up and just give me space and lasers and all this other bullshit. I'm fucking sick of it. I know we don't like doing politics on this show, but the moment people wanted to decide to elect a reality TV star as fucking president, or I don't know, in the 80s, a former movie star as governor of California and then the president? Shut the fuck up. Well, I think it's bigger than that, right? I, 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 know, it's, I, I know it's bigger than that, but as my base is... I, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, to stay kind of an apolitical standpoint, people who want to argue that 
Star Trek should not gain game into politics are people who a don't understand Star Trek or are Star Trek fans only from the Abrams universe. Yeah. Or are people who are or who people so, who only like the Wrath of Khan and maybe maybe I mean or people who are so deluded about today's society that they don't know better. Now, you know, but do they not know better and is it mostly because of willful ignorance? I think it's willful ignorance, right? Now, the prime directive and everything else tells us not to, you know, interfere with less developed species. Um, but Jesus Christ, man, like you have to you have to just understand that there's this audience of stupidity. And, you know, as I love to say, you can never underestimate the unpredictability of stupidity. And, you know, we, we've got to really focus on the fact that there will always be this noise. It is how we choose to react to said noise that matters most. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can understand a less of an argument that Star Wars has never been, like, switch gears, has never been blatantly political. political. There's always, they've been more meta, they've been more mythological, but there was always in Star Wars a subtext political message. Whereas Star Trek, it's fucking blatant. Right. You know, and the, the quality of science fiction is that you're able to tell modern day problems allegorically and metaphorically in a science fiction context in a future whatever context because it's more palatable and it's easier to see when it's removed from our present day tense but now it seems people don't want to especially if it um disagrees with their main political viewpoint or their philosophical philosophical viewpoint yeah words english yeah Um, but See that's that's my problem now is that we can't is that going into this we can't actually look at something for what is the story that the creators are trying to say because half the time when you go on the internet to have these discussions within specific groups it seems to be a battle and we talked about this after Last Jedi it's only been I would say escalated throughout the last two years. Yeah. And now into everything else. And now it's just like, man, this is why we can't have nice things. Uh, I think that's an excellent way to put it. It's literally why we can't have nice things is because people can't separate their own personal views from the enjoyment of others. Right? I am a firm believer in as long as you are doing something that does not directly impact my personal space, you do you, boo. Like, I'm not going to sit here and express my opinion and my views on you because they're mine. Yeah. You have yours. You have every right to yours. And to find a medium to express that is fine, but it is it is not intelligent to attack something that you disagree with in a public forum. You're not... Now... If you were, I suppose I should rephrase it, into a general public forum, right? If you are a Star Trek hater, go find other Star Trek haters and, and post in that forum. Yeah. Don't go on the Star Trek lovers forum and then start saying how Discovery ruined Star Trek. Right. Okay. You know, half those people, it's, it's kind of like how the people who say the prequels ruined Star Wars, but don't stop that episode one. Right. You know, <laughs> They should have really followed through to episode two, then they'd really change their speech. But, right. um, you know, it's that same thing that we, we, you and I personally can relate because we had issues with a lot of season one, but then things started to change. Well, even by the end of season one, I think we had both turned around quite a bit because it's like they started out down a path and kind of went, ah, oh, shit, we're going the wrong way. And they steered clear, right? They, yeah. they figured it out. Um, and again, as you and I will both, you know, admit to, while we have a huge, huge love for Deep Space Nine, a lot of the first season of Deep Space Nine feels the same way. A a lot of the first three seasons of Deep Space Nine, just like the first two seasons of Next Gen, or I don't know, every season of Voyager that had to deal with the Kazon, you know, or the first season of Enterprise, 
they all have to find their fucking sea legs. It yeah. can be wobbly. And guess what? You're not always going to like every episode. Even in some of my favorite seasons of Star Trek. Um, okay. Nicole and I are rewatching Enterprise. It's her idea. So we're on we're on my my favorite season in all of Star Trek is season three, the Zindi storyline of Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And that's even though I love love season six and seven of Deep Space Nine, right? I tend to like Enterprise's one. But there's like two or three episodes in that in that season where I'm just like, we should have skipped this. Like I just yeah. don't. I, I I genuinely don't like those episodes because for 48 minutes. It's a lot of cringeworthy, but but of that 48, only five really help further the story for right. the next two episodes or whatever. But the difference, right, because we, we will, I, I want to shine the light on ourselves for a minute. Oh, right? yes, of course. We are often critical of, of the products that we are presented on screen. Um, the difference is, and I want to make sure that people understand this, is we are critical from a sense of love and we are critical for our own opinions. We are not ever, and I do mean ever, going to attack another person other than each other for the other's opinion, right? Because you and I are both under the same concept of this is how we view it. Believe it or not, like it or not, this is how we view it. But if you have a different perspective, good for you. Awesome. But don't troll other people. We don't attack other people for their views. If somebody asks me for my... You and I are sharing each other's views with each other and critical of the thing we're watching and each other because we do a podcast. Also true. If somebody that I don't know on the internet asks me what my view of something is, I will give it in a respectful manner because... I always try to remember, especially post Last Jedi, that everybody's least, someone's least favorite thing in said medium could very well be somebody's favorite thing in said medium. Right. And just because it doesn't resonate with me doesn't mean that it resonating with them isn't valid. Now, there's always caveats to where I just won't, I won't move on things like, like. The episode of Next Gen of Code of Honor. Oof. That is Oof. that is some racist bullshit. You know, yeah. like, you, you, there's no getting around it. And it's really hard to find the silver lining in that episode. But that's one episode out of the whole season. You know? Right. So, you know, if they say, if somebody asks me what my, my opinion of season one of Next Gen, I'm going to say it's rough. But I'm not going to specifically go, oh... They had one really bad, bad episode and it tainted the whole season. That would be an unfair criticism. Right. But, and if somebody said their favorite episode is Code of Honor, I'm going to say, oh, okay, cool. And then not talk to that person well, again. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? Jumping in, there are elements of that episode that are fascinating. It is well produced. I will give it that. Like, there are elements of the, it's not, it's not a, a turd from start to finish. There you are know, elements yeah, will, that has positivity. I, I will give the Denise Crosby acting and the glimpses we get into Tasha Yar's background. And Psyche. And Psyche are good. But, but, I'm not going to rewatch that fucking episode. <laughs> you get you can get the you get those illusions elsewhere, but I I will acknowledge that there is there's a silver lining movements. It goes back to out of that 44 minutes, five of it I'm okay with. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I'm not gonna go out there and generalize the entire show based off of one episode nor condemn fans of season one because of one episode or one thing, and I disagree with it. It's just not... It's not productive. It's not healthy. Nobody likes pissing in the wind. And it doesn't really do anything. Now, to get back to the... Because we are going to talk about Picard, but we are going to start off with uh, the new short tracks, Children of Mars. But I want to... 
we, we started the program off today with this because as we get into talking about Children of Mars, there's a lot of stuff we liked out of it. There's some stuff that I... We have some egregious issue with. We have some problems with story-wise. Design aesthetic-wise. I, I think... I don't even want to say story-wise. I think design aesthetic-wise. It's... Well, I, or... or Background art, artistic choice of back and background. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. There, there know, are like, some artistic choices from a storyline. I don't want to get into it yet. We're not going to go okay. specifically. Okay. But I'm just I'm making as an example that there are productive ways to be critical of the media you're given while being respectful and not fucking going out there and then shitting on it because somebody may like what they chose to do. And that's cool. I disagree because of timeline or canon right. or whatnot, but it doesn't break it for me. It doesn't mean I disliked what I was given. Right. And it doesn't also mean that... Um, the whole thing is bad or crashed or ruined anything. Yeah, or all of a sudden, like, oh, they're trying to give me some kind of political thing. We, we don't know. You know? Right, and why is it... So, so thinking about what we just saw, if anybody draws a political stance out of what we just saw, they are bringing their own baggage to the table. Or, yes, or if somebody is drawing a political stance off of Patrick, Sir Patrick Stewart talking about his motivations for coming back to the character Picard after this many time and saying because his motivations violate my personal ideology you haven't seen the product yet right and and who gives a shit as a fan of trek who you know that same person who's mad about his motivation for coming back was super excited to be like yeah we're getting john luke picard back yeah and now he talks about how brexit and the post trump election Kind of devastated his outlook on things. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just as you are entitled to have your opinion, so is he. Yeah. And it's his motivation. He's the one who inhabits the character. I think he knows the character better than us. Not to mention the fact that while he had some influence in the writing, he's not the writer of this show. So his influence be damned. Yeah. He's, he's not directing. He's not writing. He's not producing. Well, he's a co-producer. He's, he's a producer. He's a co-producer. He's a producer. But, but, I mean, I'm sure his production role is limited to... I'm going to tell you that this story is going to be more Michael Caban than it is going to be Patrick Stewart. Oh, absolutely. And here's the thing. I would take Patrick Stewart's political outlook on things, even if I don't necessarily 100% agree with it. It's a man who was born during World War II... Or right after, yeah. his father served and was a train wreck of an individual because of the horrors he saw. Lived through the 60s, saw the 70s, saw the decadence of the 80s, the destruction it wrought, Cold War, terrorism, everything. Whatever happened to disregarding our elders and not listening to their perspective, even if it's wildly different than us because of the fact that they've lived long enough to have... A unique perspective. And it's not... He's definitely not romanticizing the past either. No. He doesn't want to romanticize the past. He wants to use his character, who, if you think about the character, Jean-Luc Picard, kind of be disgusted with current day politics based off of the individual, the character that we've gotten in seven seasons and four movies... If you could say Jean-Luc would come back and be like, I agree, you're a little full of shit. You know, it's it's funny you say that, right? Because I think all of those people need to go rewatch the episode The Drumhead. Yeah. And the speech he gives near the end of the show, or episode, I should say, mm. um, really, it resonates to this exact topic. Mm-hmm. What would... What would the guy who defended Data in Measure of a Man, or the guy who refused to break in Chain of Command, yes, or his 
his rant in the drumhead yeah. say to all this? Or, I don't know, the, guy, the captain in insurrection who saw what an admiral was doing in the name of the Federation and said, I will rebel against you. Yeah. You know, what the bleepity bleepity bleep. Yeah, how is, we just named a handful of episodes, all of which incredibly political undertones. Yeah. Let's, Jesus. Right? Every single one of those has an incredible political undertone. Yeah. Or, I don't know, let's go with Iborg. You know, a man who has assimilated, who has traumatized by the Borg, who has problems with you, who refuses to use that person as a weapon against something that he knows is an enemy because it would violate his ethics, his morals. Yeah. I, I, I just, it, it boggles the mind with how it is now. It's like, if there's one science fiction property that deserves to be political that deserves to take a stance and give out a message especially a humanist message it's fucking star trek yeah and if i i guess maybe the message of this whole public service announcement part two is if you can't handle that cool cool go watch the original series Stick with the medium that stick with the media that you have, that you like, and just get off the bus. Yeah, uh, it's not going to hurt my feelings if this doesn't resonate with you and you don't like it. Cool, don't watch it. Get off the bus. Let us enjoy it. You don't need to go on the internet and shit on everything that you haven't watched. Right. Cool. You know. Right. I think the key there is people are shitting on something that isn't out yet. Yeah. Right, people are making a lot of judgments based off of the limited trailers, not to mention the fact that they've or already reused or interviews, yes. An actor. They've re like some of those initial trailer parts have been re-rendered a couple of times already because that's how they do these things. Yeah. Like people all freaking out about how data looks and it's like but that's just the initial filming plan. And like, they've that's, already changed it too. Yeah, <laughs> it looks totally different. It looks like it's supposed to. Yeah. So. But had they not given you an early teaser trailer, y'all would have been shitting all over yourselves too. Yeah, at this point, I think we need to segue because we've taken half an hour to discuss this. and I, I think it's worthwhile, right? People need to, to take a hard look at their choices. If there's one thing of having an argument... Of, of true negativity with people who just want to be negative, and there's a difference of shitting on people who want to be positive. Yeah. You know, that's, there's, that's, there's a reason we call them trolls. Yes. So, you know, that it is what it is, and let's... Let's talk about bullies. Let's talk about bullies. Let's talk about how children, even in the future, can still be fucking shitheads. Let's talk about the new short treks that aired this past Thursday called Children of Mars. The shortest of the short treks. The shortest of the short treks, and it's our teaser for Picard, even though it is set, I think... 22 at, years in the... Pro, no. No, no, because no. this is... The, he's still... Admiral. Picard is still Admiral. I think the refugee crisis either just happened or hasn't happened. He hasn't left Starfleet, but this is one of two events yeah. that made him leave Starfleet. So this is 10 to 16 years before what we're going to get in episode one. Yeah. So I want to say a couple of things about it. Okay. Do you want to say some pauses before we talk about the thing that really took us out of it? Yeah, that's where I was going. Okay, let's do it. I enjoyed the story. Um, I felt it might have been a smidgen. This is really for the shortest of short tracks. I actually felt it might have been a smidgen long, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but I. F- but it was a good story for what they were trying to accomplish, um, and I felt it to be a powerful message, separate from a lead into trap to Picard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know that that crisis brings people together. Trauma, kid. <laughs> Trauma and tragedy can 
absolve differences. Yeah. Um, which is I- ironic that it also happened on um, First Contact Day. Yes. Okay, so for those of you who uh, don't subscribe to CBLS All Access and still listen to us and want to recap, there are two different girls, both parents work at separate parts of Mars, Yeah. on Mars, and they're on Earth. They're going to school. It's first contact day. There's some altercation in between these two girls, which lead to some fighting back and forth. Both end up getting in a fist, getting a fist fight with each other in the hallway, get penalized. They're up waiting for the principal to come when they discover that um, rogue synthetic beings uh, attack and destroy Mars, yeah. decimate Mars, and Admiral Picard. You get a, a screen capture of him on a on a vid screen saying he he doesn't say anything. He just says Admiral Picard reacts and it's devastated. He's devastated or something like along those lines. Yeah. And at the end, the two girls join and hold hands as they cry or start to cry. Yeah. And then it fades to black and you get the Children of Mars and the Next Gen text font. Right. So that's the recap. Again, very effective storytelling in such a short period of time. Um, you believe all of it. Mm-hmm. I, from a from a sheer story standpoint, at no point did I ever feel that I fell out of it because of a choice they made or that they did something they shouldn't have from a storytelling aspect. Okay, I'm going to say I liked their presentation stylistically. The choice of having it be mostly silent. Yes. Um, with Peter Gabriel's cover of We Could Be Heroes, of the Bowie song We Could Be Heroes. Um, really, like the timbre of it was really slow and methodical. Yeah. Um, I, As I said, I liked that it was on a first contact day. So yes. you know it's April 5th. Um, there was a lot, of, like the design aesthetic of their clothes of their uniforms yeah of parts of the school although we 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 have some questions discrepancies i'd say with other parts of the i don't know if it's art design or if it's their choices let's let's just say art design right background choices art design we'll say we'll stick with the art design as a whole and then we can specify that um but I thought the two girl, young girls gave uh, good performances. Yes. Um, and like I said, it's, it's nice to see that we can evolve as a society, but kids are still kids. You know? There's, yeah. There's still going to be differences. There's still going to be bullying. Some things never go away, but they can be learned. To overcome. Yeah. We can We can grow out of it. But kids still have to learn the hard way, regardless of how good society has evolved. Right. Um, so that, that, that stuff I liked. I really liked the design of the, uh, of the synth ships. They are very, like, manta ray. I was or... just going to say that. They looked very, like, like uh, U.S. military stealth bomber ships. Yeah. Uh, but more... Like triangle, triangular yeah. or diamond shaped with tails, so very, yeah. You know, it's, it is a fascinating thing that they brought up. I mean, that was definitely a thing I like. Um, I love that they said, you know, synthetic synths, whatever you want to call it, because it really it made you curious and gave away absolutely nothing. It's one of those things that gave you something, and it, all it did was pose more questions than it gave you answers. Well, and it also keys back to um, some of the teaser trailers we got that there is. What looks to be a positronic android, a gold-skinned android, you know, that has yeah. a little marker on his forehead. Yeah. And there is some kind of scientist, maybe she's a, a synthetic, an AI Noonian Soon. disciple yeah. that has either B4 or Data's broken pieces in a drawer. Right. So it, it tends to me that also in that little bit touches back to... What the Federation was trying to do in Measure of a Man. Right. You know? So this, to me, has tendrils that could go forward 
and also snake back. Right, but it's, again, you, you, you really reinforce my point, right? It, it only raises more questions. It gives us no answers whatsoever. I'm just saying it, it, it's very appetizing. Yes. It's very appetizing, yeah. It's very just makes you want more in, yeah. a, in a good way without giving you anything. Like how we love Star Wars trailers that give you a lot of things to look at but tell you nothing about the story. Right. You know, the best trailers do that. And, I, you know, that's a really good way to describe what this was. It was an eight, it was, a, well. Eight six, minute, 20 second. Trailer. Trailer. Um, that yes. tells you some things and little things. Um, one of the things I love, and we've talked about it, we know in, in other parts of, you know, of EU canon, if you will, Picard becomes an admiral. Fucking A, finally Picard becomes an admiral. Yeah. In right. the countdown comic, he's an admiral. It's really nice and fun. But it's just like, man, they made Janeway an admiral before they made Picard an admiral? What a dick move. I don't know if that's a dick move or if it was his choice because he just never wanted to give up the chair. Learn, he, he actually listened to... Uh, 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 Kirk? Kirk, thank you. From and, Generations? And we, They're going to try and take it from you. Don't let them. <laughs> like one of the only few highlights of that movie um yeah but also it, it also uh to me raises more questions that he finally took the admiral's chair how long after nemesis how long after data was gone data was dead Riker and troy were on the titan right you know wharf was back to do who Worf's, knows what Worf's storyline is so fucked up but we don't know what Worf was doing, but he was back off doing whatever. How long did he lost his core group? Was he just like, fuck this it, is, this isn't the same anymore. I need to, I need to have the next challenge, or I need right? to move on. Because the questions become, when you really look at what that core group was, post Nemesis, the question ultimately becomes, what happened to Bev? What happened to Jordy? And that tells you what happened to John Luke. Well, in in Countdown, when he's an admiral, Jordy's in charge of a shipyard. Jordy's the commander of a sh- you know. Is he married to Leah? Please tell me he's married to Leah. They, they did not get into his personal life. Oh, that would have been so great. He, he is still working for the admiral, but in a very different capacity. You know, it's one of those things where there are certain payoff storylines from all good things that I really hope they follow through with. Hmm. Yes, but we know nothing about Beverly. Right. As it stands now, we know nothing about Beverly or Worf. Or, or, or we know a little bit about Jordy from the comic, but that's still in the past. We don't know about the present right. in the show, and we don't know what point did Riker and Troy retire right. and have kids. Um, there's, there's a lot of things yeah. we still don't know. But we've been given glimpses of them, of Seven of Nine. We know Janeway was an admiral, but there's a lot of crew people from the Berman era, we should say, of a similar time period of, you know, next gen D Space Nine Voyager that we have no idea about. And I which I think a lot of them we're not going to know a lot about, at least in this season. So this is going to be a weird thing to say. I mean, because big level, there's definitely some people we want to see in Picard. John Delancey, Whoopi Goldberg, just two off the top of my head who um, I think if we don't see them in either season one, two, or three is a huge disservice to the storyline. Um, Dwight Schultz would be a great character to reprise. Is he still alive? I'm pretty sure. I want to see, because Barkley did end up finding his niche and doing stuff, especially... Uh, in Voyager, yeah. working at Starfleet Command, you know he he was never a man for to be on a on a starship. He's no. much better back at command. Yeah, doing research and scientific projects that seems to be more his forte. Yes. Um, well, there's certain characters I really want to know about, and there are some I'm okay not knowing about. I mean, at this time frame. We don't really know the answer. Um, we know 
We know from a, a, a Patrick Stewart interview that Cardassians will not, they won't mention or have anything to do with the first season. Um, that was asked specifically. So we don't know the state of Cardassia after the Dominion Wars. After the Dominion Wars. Um, we know certain alien species aren't going to aren't gonna show up in this season as even if they do, they're a background character. Yeah. You may see once or twice. But I think what really what we're going to be focusing on is the state of the Federation currently. Um, synthetics, Borgs, and Romulans yeah. are going to be our big, our big, our big. Ones. Now, and the, so one of the interesting thing is synthetics is that is such a wide open term. Now, are, you know, we, are we talking, talking about the the AIs? X-Borg? Are we talking about AI? Are we talking about? holograms you know because we did talk we did see many of the emh programs being used in mining things we yep. had that little glimpse so we, we have no idea you're right and it's it's but they have talked to robert picardo about season two mm -hmm. so we're not gonna i don't think we're gonna get that in season one but i think a lot of this is gonna be the fallout from the death of data and what they decided to do once he was dead, what they just, the Federation decided to do with either his or B4's corpse right. or body, uh, the Borg, especially after their massive defeat in Voyager. Yeah. And um, the destruction of Romulus and what that, all this I think is all coalesced. And what I also think people need to realize, because they have talked about the Federation turning isolationist. And I think this Children of Mars, to get back to it, hints at one other thing, too, is that they've come out of wars with the Bo Klingons, Borgs, two wars, a war with the Romulans at the beginning of Starfleet, right. the destruction of Romulus, the Dominion War, yep. the, the, the conflicts with the Sona. There are so many things that have tested and tried and altered paradise. Right. And so at this point in time, that the first season of Picard is, the Federation has turned isolationist. What, what does that mean? What does that entail? You know, and For an organization whose sole purpose is exploration. Well, Starfleet's sole purpose was exploration. The Federation was the political backbone of it. Yeah. But... Just because Starfleet wants to remain exploratory doesn't mean the politics is there to support it. You okay. know? So there's we've talked a lot about the things we want to see. What are some of the things we don't want to see? And there's one off the top of my head. Okay. Um, I want absolutely positively nothing to do with Section 31. At this point in time, 100% correct. Don't care. Don't want to see it. Um, although... What we left behind documentary and their alleged season eight, what would it be? That is intriguing, but I don't want to see it right now. I think, especially with the with as much as they're going through with next or next gen with with disco and the presumed short, you know, the 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 impending section thirty one show. Yeah, which I am actually starting to question whether or not they're going to make it. To be frank, well, uh, that's, that's yeah. we don't need to get into that uh, right now. I don't think we, there's a there's a purported need for seeing it. Um, one thing I don't want to see right now, you know, I don't think I have anything explicitly off the table. Um, that is a I telepath anything telepathic right now, you know, because that just. In in the past, when we got into telepath stuff, there was always some kind of mind rape, and <laughs> I, I, I really wanna I really wanna avoid that sort of thing right now. Yeah. Um. But maybe I think in the first season, I don't want to see the Enterprise. Any Enterprise. Any Enterprise. I want to save that for season two. I think because you you know would they still be at this point in the enterprise e would it be on the enterprise f um probably be f at this point yeah it probably would be but also i don't want to see what that crew was like 
or anything like that right now. Because... The, the only thing, the only way I'd want to see it is if we had somebody familiar captaining. And I and I don't want somebody familiar captaining. I, I actually the only person I really wanted to take over the Enterprise was Worf. But um, at this point, you know, because it could of, be grizzled old Captain Worf. Because we we also don't know because of. Like Star Trek Online, in some iterations, Data became Captain, and in some novels and comics, Data became Captain, and other ones... Technically speaking... Oh. They had an Andorian Captain, you know? There, yeah. was, there were so many things, but right now, I want some resolution and um, story payoffs to Spock disappearing, um, the destruction of Romulus... I would like to even I'd like to hear some stuff about Remans too. Nobody's even brought that up right now. Yeah. Especially the fallout of Shinzon. But I guess I guess there's I season one, I don't want any Q. I'm I'm gonna say that right now. No John Delancey in season no one. No John Delancey in season one whatsoever. Well they I, haven't I'll talked take, about it, so I'll take it as the final episode stinger. Maybe. You know, you know, last little thirty seconds. But I really, I think it's too easy to go Q. I think Q in these three seasons has to show up at some point and has to play a factor. There has to be something, but I would not, yeah. I, uh, whatever, I have my wish list of something that would end the whole series, but I'm not going to say that right here. But in this final bit, we need to jump back to Children of Mars and talk about our our constructive criticisms of it uh, because we started off that and then we trailed on into yeah, yeah. the card which we're going to do. The but good I wanted... news is that you and I shared the same constructive criticism okay. uh, when we discussed it, and that is they the set art design group made some boo boos in our opinion. I because we talked about how much of the art design we liked, but there was some uh, some glaring uh, mistakes. Uh, in, mistake is the wrong word. Glaring missteps. Or at least the, the open story questions that we don't think they did too well. And that is, we're beating around the fuck bush here. The ships in the... in At Utopia Planitia. Are all from disco era ships. And are, from disco design, disco era. Yeah. Right, they have that very... We saw the one that looked like it could be the... The same class as the Hiawatha. Yeah. Um, there were some some tugs that we saw that were all from now. Like the tugs, I could story away as in you, you don't need you don't need to redesign a, a Federation tug because it works. You keep going. It works, although they are slightly different from the tugs we've seen later on. Excuse me. Already seen in the Berman era, but right. Um, but there are just some of those, and the I didn't have a problem with it. You did the shuttle, the school shuttle. Yeah, the school shuttle was the same exact shuttle we see in Disco in season two of Disco, like the exact same. Um, but I I I, I head that down to, you know, it's a school. It's a school. They're not going to give them the best thing, and if it still works, I mean. But also somebody listening might be saying dude the excelsior class was in fucking service for a hundred years so and that's totally fair um so i I, but in this case we'd be talking more than a hundred years yeah but Um, i mean i i can see that sometimes you don't reinvent the wheel but it just seemed odd that they didn't put and and then you had the um the force field blocking her from going to the shuttle which again is a is disco era, visually speaking. So it, it, there was too much that made me like, oh, well, but again, the nice, interesting thing about this uh, this short trek is you didn't actually know what time frame you were in until the very end when they show Admiral Picard. Yeah. The problem with that was everything I saw up until that moment told me this is disco era. Everything. Yeah. Um, Which is a problem. Yeah, except I knew going into it because all the advertising said the final one was going to be the Picard lead-in. So you, okay, 
But if you take, right, we talk a lot about taking external noise away. Yeah. Right? Focusing on the content. Yeah, and so design-wise, there was a lot of, there was a lot of... Everything about it made me feel like I was looking at fucking disco. Yeah. And so, to me, I can real-world rationalize it out that this is a short trek. The budget on it was... Oh, yeah. It was, I, I'm sure that's exactly what it was. And because part of me wants to be like, well, they had to go this way because of the IP issues. But by the time this was made and finished, Viacom-CBS merger is done. But I think flip side is they would have had to then... Well, this was filmed a while ago. The, I don't think the merger was completely finished by the time they had filmed it. But special effects... Well, rendering because nothing in the was, filming was as nothing in the filming was the yeah, problem. Yeah. Special it's effects all rendering VFX, yeah. was all was during slash post. But the thing of it is, is I, I think budget wise, they're like, okay, we have some pre-existing designs. Let's just move this here, move this there, and we're all good. Uh, I'm sure that's exactly what it was. The problem, it, but it creates other issues. I I, I get it, and. And I would also say, if this is the worst thing we can say about it, well done. Okay. Yeah. It's and excuse me. Okay. Excuse me. I was yawning. Apologize. Um, the thing of it is, is how many not hardcore fans, especially how many of us Starship nerds, right. are really gonna key in on that. Okay, you know, people here, they're going to be like, hey, that doesn't look right. And then move on beyond that and think, oh, man, Peter Gabriel doing We Would Be Heroes. That's a, that's an interesting choice. Which I, I found that some people had took umbrage with that. I thought it was great. Well, it was because definitely easier to get the rights to Peter Gabriel than David Bowie. Aww. Cheaper, too. Aww. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying Bowie is more expensive. Yeah, okay. Um... But I think that whole that that version of the song is so creepy and ominous, which yeah. is funny for such an inspirational song. Uh, <laughs> but I, it, I, but I, I actually like it when that version is more creepy and ominous and, and, and ominous, ominous, and, and less ostentatious. And yeah, it, it was just I, I actually felt no malice or negative thoughts to the choice of track i thought it was it worked quite lovely yeah um because it it really starts when you think about the lyrics of that song especially with two two children fighting and bullying each other you know there's the song is about hope yeah we can be heroes for just one day well shit they really needed a hero that day. Yeah. And guess what? Sometimes being a hero could just be being there for another person who's grieving. Being a bigger person than yeah. than hatred. Or, you know, you know, we could be heroes just for one day, you know. Maybe today we don't need to be shitheads on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yeah, see fa- it's, it's like man. a it's not like a square. A square has edges and ends. Um, so I'm I'm super excited for for Picard. We will be covering and dissecting each and every episode as our recording schedule allows. Sometimes we may have to tag team on a couple episodes, but yep. you know, as as our listeners know, the Mills travels for work, and uh, you know, shit happens. Yes. So um, I'm, I'm looking at a stack of Mills dry cleaning that looks like it's getting ready to be packed into suitcase. Plural. Suitcases. There plural. You go. I'm going to be on deployment for several weeks. So, yeah, for the next couple weeks, uh, we're not going to have... I'm going to try to get people to record an episode here or there, um, but there's no guarantee. You may actually get an experiment of me just talking by myself. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Um, you should make the silent majority do it with you. You know. Um, <laughs> You're like, eh. Maybe it'd be interesting, but there'd be a lot of arm pulling to get it done. Huh? Um, but those of you, you know who the... you could get to do it is Captain Redbeard. No, because he won't be paying to watch. He's been watching some stuff. 
He's, he doesn't pay for CBS All Access. Um, but, okay, that's that's very, very vague that we're talking about here. Uh, but those in uh, the Portland Metro, Southwest Washington area, uh, coming up in a couple weeks, I will be doing a uh, my trivia hosting duties, and we are doing uh, Picard slash Next Gen Era, which will principally be on the seven seasons of, of Next Gen, plus the four movies. And a lot of background stuff that goes into that because I have to. I, I like production questions, right? Um, which the Mills is going to be helping me with the questions on, just so we can have some fun with it. And he Unfortunately, I will not be present as I will be on deployment. Yeah, we don't need you there to fucking as a ringer to win the whole thing again. Again, well, you had to get the again in there. Again in there, you know, we got to give we got to give some other people some chances. Um, but it'll be some some fun stuff. Ooh, and for the record, yeah, I. W- as good as I was at Star Trek trivia, yeah. I sucked equally at Star Wars trivia. It, it was funny because I, I happened to be teamed up with the Win himself. Yeah, Big Bad Wolf. And, and a few other compatriots. And we were impressively bad. Well, now, if... the good news is we were by far not the worst. No, and the, the sad thing is I thought... I was worried going into it. I'm like, this is way too fucking easy. This is there way was too one easy. group who got it, and the rest of everybody there was like two groups. One of them were, was a part of the Five O First slash Mandalorian merch, so the costume club. So I expect them to find it easy, but even they balked at a couple questions. Oh yeah, but there was another group that was by far better than them. But for the most part, I was I, I was feeling bad because people were giving me if daggers could kill. Yeah, and some of that came from our table yeah. as friends of yours going, what the fuck, man? Um, so there was some... Because you had mentioned a few times, oh, I threw a couple layups in there. Josh, there were no layups in there. There, there was some layups in there. There were no layups in there. Um, I don't care who you are. Yeah, so there was there was some of that. Um, I did get my first... Because uh, Eagle Moss had a sale. I bought the, the A... XL. Oh, really? Yes, it is. It is lovely and pretty. Uh, you received the, it already? Yeah, but oh. the, the nacelles came broken. Of course. So I have to super glue them on the struts, but no big deal. Um, yeah. It, yeah. They they've really gone because apparently they're really. I think the Thunderchild they've now are yeah. doing in XL. They've really shied away from X like a a lot of additional ships model releases. And they're they're doubling down on the XL line. Well, I also think they're running out of unique designs. Yeah. To, to come out, there's some stuff that you and I both have already talked about, but I do. It is pretty. I don't want the entire XL line. I will pick and choose ones I want, especially because they're like seventy five dollars. Yes. Um, a piece. Uh, and I did have the Disco Enterprise came in the XL because that's all they offered it. Yeah. Uh, but the A. XL is a lot bigger than the Disco Enterprise XL. Really? Uh, not like considerably so, but it's got some fucking heft to it. Interesting. Uh, but I do enjoy it. Uh, so yes, there is all that. I don't know what else we have to talk about besides to stay, uh, as always, listen and enjoy, and thanks for stopping by.